Judges chapter 6. There's a lot here. I don't want to look at the whole overview of things, but just something that I've I've never noticed really until just very, very recently. And I will just read some scattered verses. Verse 1, Judges 6, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. This is one of those many numerous cycles of the book of Judges where it actually says that the Lord delivered them. They didn't, Midian didn't just take over. This was action that was actually precipitated and accomplished by the will of God as he delivered them to bring the people of God down so that he could bring them up. Seven years. Now let's go down to verse 11. There came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was an Ophrah, and pertained unto Joash the Ebezrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by, and that is actually the thought of, in the wine press. He was actually inside, down below, in a wine press which would be very hard to thresh wheat because you need wind to do that. As you would throw the wheat up into the air, the wind would allow it to separate the wheat from the chaff. Well, here's a man, imagine doing this in a box where there's no wind. So it would take a lot of effort. Now it says here, uh, to hide it. That was the purpose, to hide it. Actually, the thought would be to hide, not it, but himself as well. Hide from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, now there are seven statements as you go down through your seven statements of not only confirmation, but instruction that the Lord gives to you. So that, I'm not going to go into it, but there was absolutely no reason for the fleece later on. I know people say, I'm going to lay out the fleece. I want to see what God has to say. No, what Gideon did in laying out the fleece was not a sign of faith. It was, it was, a, it was really a part of grace and mercy on the, on the side of the Lord. But God had already given him his word and told him what to do. So seven times this is the first one. And he said, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? Now let's go down to verse verse uh, 21, or actually verse 19. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid. And he has told the Lord, Wait here, I'll be right here. I, I want to come back and, and come again. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid, and on leather cake and a leaf of flour, the flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and brought it out unto him under the oak, and presented it. The angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and lay them upon this rock, and pour out the broth. And he did so. And the angel of the Lord put forth the end of his of the staff that was in his hand, and touched the flesh of the unleavened cake, and there rose up fire out of the rock, and consumed the flesh. Notice the fire did not come down from heaven, which was often the case, but in this case the fire actually rose up to God. And consumed the flesh of the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord. Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord, and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in over of the Abiezrites. Now, God didn't tell him to do that. He did that. This was on his part. This was free will. He was giving this to the Lord. He said, wait here. I'm going to come back. I'm going to give you this. Now, now keep that in mind. Now, verse 25. It came to pass the same night 
that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove. Now, this is not a tree. Don't cut down the trees. It's cut down a grove. All right? That is by it. And build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou shalt cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was because he feared his father's household and the men of the city that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, and behold, behold, the altar of Baal was cast down, and the grove was cut down that was by it, and the second bullet was offered upon the altar that was built. And they said one to another, who had done this thing? And there's more we can read, but just for the sake of time, just a number of things. The book of Judges, as you're well aware, is a very interesting book. It is a book of while we think of men that were tremendous in their exploits, it is overall a book of weakness. It's a book, really, of, of downward spirals. It's a book of, of enslavement. And, and yet there are men and women that arise out of it, showing what people can do. And even how they can rally the people of God at times. Maybe for brief periods, but nevertheless they can do that. And so it's an encouragement to us, even in the day in which we live. But what I, what I want to notice is this. The Lord appears to Gideon. Seven times he gives them instructions. There is a significant order to the things that happen here. They are principles in our word, the word of God, that go through the word of God. They are consistent with other passages. For example, as the Lord speaks to Gideon, number one, here's a man that's busy working for others. He is concerned about the welfare of others. He is busy. God takes up busy people. All right? He doesn't take up lazy people. He takes up busy people. People who are active, and especially for others. There are, sometimes we can be so consumed with our own needs that we fail to think about others. But here Gideon is not only concerned about his own, but he's concerned about his family. He is personally working. And he, he recognizes, he speaks with the Lord when the Lord appears to him. So the first thing you notice is there's personal exercise and devotion on his own part. Then you'll notice when he goes now and, and he's told to break down the altar that is his father's altar in his house, of which he lives. Joash is his father. Here's Gideon. He's living under that roof and so on. He's part of this family. And he's told to tear down. Now he's told to be effective in his own family. Now we don't have time. We didn't have time to read it. But you're well aware of the time in which now, later on, God is going to use him to provide a great victory as he, as he takes the 300 men and he has to go through the men and so on. That will be a public display of the power of God. Here's the principle. God works with me personally first. Then I will be used where my family is. That's homesphere. And then I will be used publicly. So those three things follow. It must be me first. Personally, God has to work with me first. Then he will use me in my home. And then he will use me publicly. If I am not personally and in my home anything for God, don't expect that to be anything publicly for God. So that's not what I want to speak of. It's interesting here, God tells him what to do. Now you have his personal devotion. He's going to get to God first. He's going to offer to God first. And then God tells him what to do in terms of an altar for the Lord. That again is a, is a significant order. There will always be personal devotion first. He tells him to take the bullock, the second bullock of seven years. Now I know you know this, and, and this is 
this is it's not original, so I didn't, but uh, I remember hearing this, and I thought it was very good. That the, that the year they went into bondage, Dominion was what? It says seven years, right? Judges six, verse one. Now God tells him to take the bullet, the second bullet of seven years. Now what was the bullet? Seven years. So that means that the bullet was born the year they went into bondage, Dominion. So the bullet was prepared. The moment they went into bondage, God had set apart that bullet for the day when they would be released from bondage. It's a little picture of the Lord Jesus. The second man. The second bullet. What I want to notice is this. This is what impressed me. God tells Gideon to do this. Go and tear down your father's altar. Go and tear down the grove. Now here's another important principle. You and I cannot build up for God until we have torn down what should not exist. We cannot build up and do for God until the things that shouldn't be are taken away. In other words, you can't build for God. And you can't mix things that shouldn't be mixed. And so, if there are things in my life, if there are things in my home, even though I want to do things for God, it's going to necessitate first that I remove those things and get rid of those things before I can build for God. There can't be this mixture. So God is telling him something very important. But what I notice is this. He does it all in one night. That's the thing that impresses me. Take your father's bullet. Okay. One night. Now, now, let me go a little further than this. The one night is now cut in half because he can't get to the altar because it's busy, right? The men of the city are around, the father's there. He's going to wait till they're asleep. He's going to get to it. So he loses half a day of time even to do all that he's going to have to do. So now take one period of time and cut it in half. Now think about all he's going to do in half a day. He's going to take a bullet. You ever see a bullet? They're not little. Okay? I mean, I had to clean, I, I went hunting and I had to clean the deer. It took me a couple hours to clean the deer. Imagine a bullet. It's a big animal. And he's got to cut it. And he's got to kill it. And he's got to lay the pieces and clean it. That's a lot of work. Not only does he have to do that, but then he's going to have to tear down that altar. It's a grove. It's not a tree. This is something that has been constructed. It, is, it was not only a home place, but it was a place where the people of the city came. In fact, you notice, in the morning, the men of the city said, hey, well, what's happened here? They've seen it. So they're well aware. This was a big job. The interesting thing is this. He takes ten men. Now, there are different words for men in, in the Hebrew. Sometimes, it's interesting, when you notice, Mr. Newbury, if you have the Newbury Bible, he tells us that the word here is anishin, which is the plural of ish. That's another word for men. Now that simply designates this. The, the word for natural men is Adam. When Judges 16 in this book, when, when Samson is speaking to Delilah, he's going to say to her, no razor has ever come upon, come upon my head. And if it does, I will become weak as any other man. Adam. Natural man. It's not Adam that does things for God. It's Ish that does things for God. And that's the word here. While it's normal men, it's men of higher degree than Adam. Now, it's interesting. How did Gideon know about these men? He's got one night to do it. I don't think he took a census. Okay? Hey, are you willing to help? Are you willing to help? No, not you, not you. He's got to go. The fact is that Gideon knew about these men that were sympathetic and convicted to the fact that when the time came, they would be willing to act. But the one thing is this, brethren, they needed a leader to do it. 
Now let me just say two things. Number one, God's people need leaders. Godly leaders that will lead the people of God in a way that will not only rally them, but will bring them on in the things of God. You can have leaders, but if they're not godly leaders, then you won't accomplish much. Here was Gideon, and he's going to take the people, and now there's ten men, and they're willing to cut down this altar. They're willing to do it in one night. He's going to sacrifice a bullet. It's all going to be done in one night. But this is the thing that really speaks to me. When God tells you to do something, He will give you the resources to accomplish it. This task would have been an insurmountable task had Gideon been totally alone. One man, killing a bolt, cleaning it, cutting it up, laying it in order, then cutting down the grove, wiping that, and then not only that, but building an altar for the Lord all in half a night. One man couldn't have been done. Maybe there's someone here and God is telling you to do something. It doesn't matter if you're young or if you're old. God has given you something from His Word to do. And it may seem insurmountable. And you don't want to do it because you recognize the cost that's going to be involved. It's going to, it's going to take effort. It's going to take sacrifice. Let me tell you something. God will, whenever He tells you to do something, He will give you the resources and the strength to carry it. It's in His Word. One night, Gideon did all of this. And the result later on now is He's going to rally the people. There's going to be a great victory. And He's going to bring the people out of bondage for many what is the result of doing things for God? Real freedom. Real liberty. Not liberty to do whatever you want. Real liberty is to do what God wants to do. And that's the real strength of this people. So this just impressed me. I think I've read this passage for years. And I never noticed that he did all this in one in half of us. With men that were willing to follow Gideon's leadership. And when God tells you to do something, he will give you the resources. To do it according to his word.